This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Authenticity, balance, and a little moxie. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. To the Morris Code. I'm your host, Dr. Juanita Morris, and along with me in this journey and in life's journey is my husband, Dr. JK. What's up, babe? Hey, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I have not seen you all day today. All day. Todos dias. Yeah, what, what does that mean? Todos dias is all day in Spanish. Oh, thank you. I think so. <laughs> you think? Todos dias is day. It may be backwards. Yeah? Yeah. So I still haven't seen you day all or all day. Yes. <laughs> this morning <laughs> yes yes this you afternoon. did briefly yeah. you were trying to get us a, a couple of z's in today it's better said i haven't seen you enough all day oh, so much game <laughs> so much game i mean you are filled with I the game i have not seen you? you enough is that what you're going to fill my with? day to fill your day to fill my day okay it's close uh, to valentine's day it is yeah what do you want to do uh no no. That's not how that works. That's not. No, I thought we were delaying it. Are we delaying Valentine's Day? I thought that's what we said. What are we going to do after we delay it? What are we, <laughs> we going to pick another day? We're going to pick another day and do what? Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. But if I got more day, that means I got more time to think about it. <laughs> yes. Okay. You want to pick a day now? No. No. Not on the air. No. Heck, you know. <laughs> Why not? Uh. Uh-uh. No, then everybody, it won't be a surprise. <laughs> for who? <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> it won't be a surprise for us anyway. Uh, No. Are you big Valentine's? No, not really. No, you're not big on Valentine's? Uh, no, I don't think we've done big Valentine's. No? No, I don't think we have. Like in 20 years, we really haven't done like big Valentine's. Why is that? I don't know. We decided early on that. <laughs> <laughs> is decided. that a we? We, yes, we. Okay. I did not make this decision alone. It no. was not, you know, not. <laughs> no, no. I didn't make this. <laughs> what decision. did we decide? We decided, we, Air quotes. We decided that. Uh, I'm curious. We should show our love, not on one day, but every day. Thank you, Terry White. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait to Valentine's Day to 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 celebrate me. Yeah. And our love. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're not doing Valentine's Day then. Honey, have we ever done Valentine's Day? <laughs> have we ever done Valentine's Day? We did. When? Remember? No. When, no. <laughs> we butted in line in Chicago at and went to the top of a building for dinner. Don't you remember that? We butted in line. We did. We were at the back of the line. How do we butt in line? I don't know. In Chicago. In Chicago. That does not sound like something and that works. And this lady says, come with me, because oh, I think she yeah. thought we were somebody else. I, you know, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But I do remember we did, I, we were at the... I don't know what it was called. It wasn't the Sears Tower. It was the... Um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. It's with, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. It had a restaurant at remember. the top? It did have a restaurant at the top. It was all square. It was square stuff. Square plates, square? Blah, was blah, blah, blah. It? I think so. I just remember and it was dark. Sh- it was very dark, right? <laughs> and it was, it was dark. It was very dark. It was at nighttime, and we did. I don't remember. We did butt in line. We did, but we had tickets though, didn't we? I don't know. I think you bought tickets. I think we had to have tickets. We would just wouldn't have gone. Okay, we're gonna go to Valentine's Day in Chicago <laughs> and go to what is the? I have. I I won't remember. So. Wow, it was on Michigan Avenue. It was. And it was at one of the major buildings, and it was a restaurant on top of the and building. There was a, I think there was a either a Marshall Fields or something inside, or there was a, a shopping know. center inside the building. Was it? Yeah, yeah. The first few floors was was definitely it was a shopping mall. Was it? Yep, I sure don't know was. About that. Okay. Yeah, because it had elevators, it had escalators. Yeah. Right, and that you go shopping or whatever, and then uh, elevators down somewhere. But yeah, we went up to the top. And, and uh, had we had dinner. A dark dinner. This Very had to dark. be before the kids. Oh, well, well before. Well, it wasn't unless too we, many Unless years. we had uh, someone uh, drive in or fly in to, to kind of keep them for to us at night. Yeah. Hmm. So nothing this year. We're good. I don't know. 
We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> no, you're um, when, you're working. But that's the 13th. Yeah. That's another. When is Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is the, the 14th. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Hey, Siri, when is Valentine's Day? <laughs> what did Siri say? <laughs> Valentine's Day is Wednesday, February 14th. Oh, so we'll be on the show. We will be on the show. A week from today. And we will be tired. Will we? We will be exhausted. One of we. One of we. We probably both will. You're probably having a good time at the Children's Museum of Let's Illinois. talk about that. Let's, let's, let's. I'm super excited. So February 13th at the Children's Museum of Illinois here in Decatur on Country Club Road. Maybe. Drive. Yeah. Uh, we have to definitely get the, the address. address if we should probably be, look it up. If we're having, if we're catering there. Um, so Mardi Gras is in full effect at the Children's Museum of Illinois. It's a fundraiser uh, for the Children's Museum. So there will be food catered by the Box of Decatur and yours truly. Uh, on the menu is going to be some catfish etouffee, red beans and rice, classic gumbo, some Cajun cornbread. And special for this year uh, is uh, beignets. So beignets is, is a, a dessert, yeah. uh, kind of like donut. Yes. That's loaded with powdered sugar that oh. uh, that they serve at so Cafe Du Monde yeah. in, uh, in New Orleans. And we, I think we told this story last time. What was we it? met Tina Marie. We did. At Cafe Du Monde yeah. uh, right after Essence Festival one night. So we used to go to Essence Festival uh, each year, most of the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, concerts all into the night, which mm -hmm. was always great. New Orleans is one of my favorite places. And um, after the concert, we would walk down to Cafe Dumont one night or two nights. Mm -hmm. And uh, this particular night, we were sitting outside having some beignets. And then my favorite is beignets in a cold, uh, ice cold Sprite. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mine is uh, beignets and coffee. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Are y'all having coffee next week? I, mm, I no? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We have to talk. We have to talk about that. No, I was just asking. I don't drink Sprite coffee. and coffee. Oh, my God. That ice cold Sprite is really good. And Tina Marie. Yeah, we met. Was Kirk Franklin there, too? I don't know. We've met a couple people at, quite a few people at Cafe Dumont. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because it's, it's definitely the, the to-go spot after <laughs> or early morning, late Anytime, night. Anytime, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's really good. So, okay, Children's Museum next Tuesday, which is the 13th, which is day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. It is also. It, it is also a national holiday. It is a national holiday. <laughs> Stop the press. Stop the. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Guess whose birthday is going to be in it? Whose <laughs> <laughs> who's birthday? It's the fabulous Gussie M. Reed. Her birthday. Yeah, she'll be yeah. celebrating her birthday. <laughs> I was going to say, what will she be? <laughs> she will be celebrating her birthday. Yeah, so uh, my mom's birthday is next Tuesday. So happy early birthday because we won't birthday, be on the, the air. Um, and I, it, there was a press release today about her. Her uh, birthday? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <It was> not. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> What's the press but release about? The press release is she was recently appointed to and has become and accepted and has become a member of Memorial uh, Health uh, Systems Board. The whole system? Yeah. Wow. So she was on DMH's board here locally, uh -huh. and I think she will still serve on the board, maybe in a different capacity. But she is also now uh, will start to be a board member for Memorial Health. I dig it, though. I know. That is it's amazing. a birthday. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. Congratulations. Kids was asking when she was going to retire for for real, but that's Retire fine. from volunteering? Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't know if you can you do that. Sure, you can. Is that Watch a thing? me. It no. is. You you gonna retire from volunteering? Whenever I get to volunteer, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, well, retire. I, well, we also have a birthday on Friday. We got a lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays Listen, in February. We're gonna um, come right back, and we're gonna talk about birthdays. We also recognize that it's Black History Month, and so we're gonna start to have some discussion about Black History. Thank y'all for joining us. You are listening listening to the Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM. 103.3 FM is streaming live on nowdecator.com. We'll be right back. 
and Sounds of New Orleans at the 21 and Up Mardi Gras Experience at Children's Museum of Illinois, 6.30 to 9 p.m. on Fat Tuesday, February 13th. This adults-only party takes full advantage of the museum's two stories, with beads tossed down when you arrive and a balcony view of the night's entertainment. Your all-inclusive tickets include an authentically prepared menu of catfish etouffee, gumbo, a beignet bar, and more from Jeremy Morris, plus paired beers, wines, and bourbons from the experts at Famous Wine and Spirits. Games you can opt into include Lucky's Lockbox and a Louisiana-themed version of our popular prize-filled punch ball, plus an auction of New Orleans-inspired fine art and an exclusive raffle for a five-course dinner for six at Decatur's beautiful and historic Culver House. All-inclusive tickets are $75 a piece or $140 per pair. Tables for six are also available at a discount. Call 217-423-5437 or head to cmofil.org for event tickets, raffle tickets, and more information. All proceeds benefit your children's museum and its mission. Adults-only Fat Tuesday Fun, February 13th at your children's museum of Illinois. At Brinkotter Realtors, we're not just here to facilitate transactions. We're here to build lasting relationships. We believe that the heart of every successful real estate journey lies in the connections we make and the partnerships we create. Loyalty isn't handed out, it's earned. That's why we're dedicated to earning your trust every step of the way. Discover the difference at Brink Auto Realtors, building bonds beyond your home. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Find your way home. BrinkOtter.com United Way Trivia Night is back again. This time courtesy of Design Air Heating and Air Conditioning. Join us Saturday, February 24th at the Hall at 520 for a full night of trivia plus 50-50 and heads and tails games to win some cash. Cost is $25 per person. Teams can be from 1 to 8 players. And sign-ups begin at 530, trivia at 6. United Way Trivia Night 2024, Saturday, February 24th, courtesy of Design Air, where owners are you warm and cozy all winter long. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Morris Code. You are listening to Dr. J and Dr. JK. Hey, hon. Hey, sweetheart. So we were talking about birthdays. Birthdays in February. It's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. So we got the 9th of February, which is uh, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mother in love. Yeah. And we have the 22nd, which is Kyle's birthday. He'll be 18. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I feel great. Do you really? Yeah. Yep. One foot on a banana peel on the other <laughs> one out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Slide to the left. <laughs> Slide to the right. Slide out the door. <laughs> Into your own little life. Pack your stuff and go, <laughs> go, go. <laughs> Whoa, empty nest, Sorry. empty nest, empty Ooh, nest. Child. Ooh, all right. One of these days. One of these days. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So we got. Uh, and then we have Robin's uh, birthdays on the 29th, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's the 29th. 20 what? I don't know what it is. It's, it's on the, the 20, 20 something. something. Yeah. Auntie Robin. Uh, what do they? What do we say? What's you that? owe me a Coke. Jinx, you owe me a, a soda. Yeah, yeah, right. And then Uncle Bert. Uncle Bert is the 20th. We yeah. need to figure out what was happening nine months ago. <laughs> like, when was that? <laughs> what month was nine months ago? It's the get it in month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a lot of birthdays this mm-hmm. month. Yeah. So that's yeah. super duper cool. So happy early birthday, mommy. Happiest. Happiest, and happiest. To the mother-in-law and to the cousin and... Um, everybody. Everybody, yeah. yeah. And then our 18-year-old. We'll have 18-year-old here shortly. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. You going to have a big party? For what? For your 18-year-old. Who? Me? Yeah. No, uh, sir. No? I'm not, uh-uh. No, I'm cool. Okay. You know, we've been talking about affordability in colleges for the past couple of shows. Mm-hmm. And so since he's he- headed out the door, yeah. I mean, he can take his pick. He can have a party if he want to, but he still has to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my mom told me not to mention that. Oh, She said, don't mention him <laughs> leaving because I'm talking about it Sorry. every show. We're so happy about it. It's so hard <laughs> to keep it in. It's so hard to keep it in. <laughs> to, to contain myself. <laughs> I just, it just dawned on me. Never mind. So, yeah, you can plan 18. For, Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm not a party planner. For kid one? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with preparing the food. <laughs> I don't do, I don't, I'm not good at planning stuff like that. That's not my jam. You know that's, that's more your. 
don't know that to be true. Especially. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that to be true. I do it to get it done. You do it for perfection. Right. That's why it. I, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. Um, I, I, I just provide uh, sustenance. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just checking to see if that was what you would like no, to have I'm done. No, I'm fine. I, I think we'll do is just do a dinner or something on the day of, the day after, whatever that Sunday is. Yeah. And uh, go from there. Okay. That's sounds, about it. Sounds good. It's a, the 22nd is on a it's Thursday on a anyway. Yeah, that's good. We'll have to do it on Thursday because, you know, he they don't they leave home on Fridays. Oh, so that would be perfect timing. Um, All right. So the box is catering Mm -hmm. uh, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras at the Children's Museum on Country Club Road from 630. It's a 21 and over, which is super exciting. So adults only. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, the kids are going to have to be with the babysitter or stay at home by themselves. It's so amazing. Yeah. Y'all know. Parents know it. Yeah. Yep. This is a definitely time to get out. It really and is. You, you've worked on Monday. Need a break. You've gone in <laughs> Tuesday. And they have gotten on your nerves. So <laughs> At work. At work, yes. yes. So so Tuesday evening at, at, at 5, when, every, when you get off, just... Get the kids Don't some pizza. Don't go home. <laughs> yeah, send some pizza. <laughs> send someone over there. Don't go home and come directly to the Children's Museum. Where would you going to wear to work? <laughs> go to work <laughs> go on to, Tuesday. Go to work, Fat Tuesday, Fat with Tuesday. your Mardi Gras attire on, right? And then come to the Children's Museum. She just sent me a mean it's 630. face. 6.30. Emoji. So, yes, uh, Children's Museum Tuesday, adult only, which is probably the best part. And then there's really, really good food and there's drinks, Ooh, right? Yeah, and I, wish, I think. I, I wish I could go. I'm and going. Enjoy my, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself anyway, but mm-hmm. I wish I could go and be a spectator. Yeah. So you point. don't want to cater. I, I do. Yeah. But I would love to be able to enjoy it, enjoy it as well. Yep. Um, but you guys got to have enough fun for me too. I I absolutely am. So we have a table. Okay. Right, and I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, and then I can't wait to taste the 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 beignets. Oh yeah, oh my gosh. they're going to be delicious. Yeah, they are going to be great. Going to be amazing. I know that the made tickets- uh, made on site actually. We're going to make them there. Ooh. So they'll be hot. Oh my God! I <laughs> I know that the tickets are winding down, mm-hmm. and so please make sure if you're planning to attend to go ahead and get your ticket in and uh, check out the website for the Children's Museum of Illinois. B M O I L dot O R G. Look at us. Dot org. I know we bad. So one of the things that the box done in the month of January, we were super excited that we had a. Um, kind of like a call in email in facebook in and we said all right we have a giveaway and the box is going to give away a sour cream pound cake Mm. yes and so that was at the end of january we said all right the first person that sends us a, a message in messenger on facebook will receive a sour cream pound cake and it was delivered this week get out of here so that was super exciting Super exciting. That is. Yeah. That is a great thing. Did the person enjoy it? I don't know. I hope so. What? You don't know? Oh, I got to check back in. Okay. But it was delivered. It was delivered? Yes. Happy? Was the person happy? Yeah. Oh, good. So that is um, a special thing that we're doing each month. And each month we'll have a giveaway on the Morris Code. We still have one giveaway for a, a family who has children. We keep talking about the Children's Museum. If you email us, because I think this is going to be the easiest way, at themorriscode at gmail.com. If you know of a family or would recommend a family or someone that can benefit from having an annual family membership, a full year to access the Children's Museum at no cost, please, please, please email us. Mm. We, yeah, it, like that is a huge giveaway. That's nice. That is nice. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so then once you do that, like the sooner, the better. We're looking for the first family family recommendation. If you know of a family that it that would uh, benefit or would have a fun time at the Children's Museum, email us at the dot com. This month we have. What is it? Email us at what? 
the Morris code at gmail.com. Okay. Did I miss some of the letters? <laughs> I think you missed <laughs> at gmail. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. All right. I was wondering. Yeah. It's uh, at gmail.com. Morris code at gmail.com. Yeah. And keep listening because we'll have giveaways all year this year. We are talking about um, 10 box lunches from mm. the box.com sometime this year. Mm. Uh huh. We are also, are, really? Yeah. That sounds interesting. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and I think as as we kind of go throughout this year and we we figure out the dates that we are going to be available, we will do some more uh, Friday lunch pickups. Yeah, you know, I think that that went over really really well. It did. Uh, we just got involved in some other projects that took us away from it, but yeah, look for um, Friday lunch pickup from the Box Decatur. Yep, follow the Facebook the Box hyphen Decatur. We have a special giveaway that we are going to talk about this month, too, and it's going to be two tickets to Here Comes the Mummies. And that is scheduled for March 2nd, 2024 at 7 p.m. at Decatur Indoor Sports Center. So make sure you listen this week and next week so you can get the details of the giveaway for two tickets to Here Come the Mummy. So you got some events, right? That's in a lot February, of stuff going on, yeah. you have Mardi Gras. And he started the month off, the month of March off with the Here Come the Mummies. Yeah. And so we're excited to be able to contribute to our community and share these amazing things with our listeners. So if you don't follow us already, follow us on Facebook at The Morse Code. And our email is themorsecode at gmail.com. You're listening to The Morse Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on nowdecatur.com. Hi, I'm Peggy Myers from Hickory Point Bank. We understand the importance of local ownership, stability, longevity, experience, the qualities that assure our customers that we're here not only for their benefit, but for the strength of the community we serve. One thing you could always count on, we'll always be committed to serving our friends and neighbors right here in Decatur. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Join the fun at the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. It's Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Jay Chris appeared on America's Got Talent, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Comedy Central. I've lost so much weight ever since I quit drinking. It's the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello with Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Want tickets? Go to the Three Ravens Facebook page. Start 2024 off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur. Offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also visit one of our other branches in Pena, Assumption, Taylorville, or Blue Mound. First National Bank of Decatur, the Quality Bank. FNBQuality.Bank, member FDIC. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. I'm calling. I'll call your name. You're going to be on the hurry? Welcome back. This brings back so many memories. Does it? Uh-huh. Welcome yeah. to the Morse Code. What kind of memories? Um, we, when we traveled um, to our grandparents' house, we, my mother would take us to her parents' house up in, uh, right outside of Oxford, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi, a little town called Abbeville. And this is, this is what was, was playing on the 8-track. So really? she had a Marvin Gaye CD, uh, <laughs> Marvin Gaye 8-track, and this was playing on the 8-track player. It was Marvin, Marvin Gaye. Tammy Terrell, it was a whole mar. It was really? a whole, yeah, it's a whole vibe. And were y'all singing or? No, 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 no not much singing. We were just riding, <laughs> riding, riding along. How far was the, how long was about, the ride? About about an hour and a half, maybe. Okay. Maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Maybe that far. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's We got cool. to spend some time with our grandparents. But, but we had an you know, opportunity to spend time with, with most of our grandparents. That's special. Yeah, it is super special. That is special. special. I think my kids are uh, unbelievably blessed to have all of their grandparents. All of them. All of them. 
Yeah. All I mean, you can wink all you want, <laughs> but you know my kids got all their grandparents. <laughs> all of them. Uh-huh. When you've been married 20 years, y'all know we got inside jokes. That's why he's giggling. But yeah, they got they got every last four of them. <laughs> and I'm very clear about that. <laughs> yes, you have been clear from the very big get-go. Uh-huh, it's gone. The beginnings, yeah, the beginnings. So, uh, kid one and kid two, are, they are. They're, 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 which is why, you know, I'm sure our parents will. Your parents not so much, but my parents will have a difficult time when they transition to whatever comes next. Like your parents are like, yes, let's yeah, be well, young yeah, adults, because, let's transition. Yeah, that, yeah, but they had four boys. Right. That's, that's, so it's different. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's hugely different. Hugely, bigly. Big, different. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Very different. So listen, we've been um I've been watching and paying a little bit of attention to this Jennifer Crumbly, who is the mother of the young man, uh, the teenager who killed four students in Oxford, Michigan in twenty twenty one. And she was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter um of those four young people that her son had killed. Yesterday or was it today? It wasn't today. It must have been yesterday. yesterday. It was sometime mm-hmm. this week. So she was convicted on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter on mm-hmm. Tuesday mm-hmm. and is scheduled to be sentenced on April 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, her husband is scheduled to go to trial on the same charges in next month. Yeah. And her son, the son pleaded guilty, right? Mm-hmm. So one count of terrorism causing death, four counts of murder and 19 other charges. He was sentenced last year to life in prison without parole. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that, what they've been showing, other than the salacious stuff, but they were showing like some notes in his journal about how he had some mental health challenges. But then they also shown like showed the video of where you see her modeling and showing and demonstrating uh, how to use a gun. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I as a parent... I'm wondering what, what what are you what comes up for you and what do you think uh, even about a parent being tried for uh, a young person? Mm. I don't know. I think that there's a um, <laughs> um, much of the behavior, uh, much of behavior, I believe that isn't. Um, isn't learned is modeled after yeah. behavior in, at some point. So some of the behavior aspects of, of of children is modeled after their parents. Yeah. Uh, and like it or not, sometimes that may not be the best behavior, sure. or might not be appropriate behavior. Yeah. Uh, but you, there are some areas that you can not hold the parents accountable for. Sure. But that's, again, that, that's learned. And I don't know. I think that. I think it's hard. It's definitely not easy. That's right. It's definitely not easy. So I'm, I'm not sure where I stand on it. I think that, that, that we as parents have a duty uh, to provide our children a not a background, but a a a level playing field in terms of kind of what they know or yeah. what they should know and what right from wrong. I think the challenge for me too, and when I'm when I was looking at this, the thing that I was thinking about is I I attended the meeting last week with um, DPS leadership mm-hmm. and and the superintendent mm-hmm. and some of the things that the superintendent shared was some of these things that are happening, um, and I know Dom is 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 involved in and is probably even more aware of what's happening than I am, but some of the things that are happening now that impact our schools and impact our kids is being driven by parents, right? Like if you have a parent that shows up to with ill intent mm-hmm. and, and then incite a ton of confusion mm-hmm. amongst our young folks or attack whatever or mace our young folks, mm-hmm. then at some point, right? And I, and I think that it is such a, a thin line 
But there are some things that our parents will have to be held accountable for. Mm -hmm. And I don't, this is not necessarily the case that I am saying that the parent has to be held accountable, but now you're showing up. We already have mental challenges and we're introducing. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I agree with you. I I guess I, I guess I'm, I'm so tired and exhausted from work that I don't have the energy to put toward something so trivial, like something like I don't have, the energy because I work <laughs> to put towards yeah. something that children are going through as yeah. an adult. Yep. Because I ha- I work. Yeah. I, I have a job and I go to work. Yeah. Right. So my how do you have the time to go to a school after school to 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 do those types of things. Yep. I, I I don't have the time to do those things because I work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> you work very hard, man. My hon. expectation <laughs> is that everybody should probably be working uh and and there thereby possibly avoiding some of the things that are happening around our children well here's the challenge right the yeah. challenge is, is challenge? when, the, right the ser- in all seriousness <laughs> the challenge is 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 when we have similar to uh this parent whose son has committed an egregious act or when we have parents who are showing up the challenge then becomes it impacts my kid who is there trying to get an education absolutely like that becomes a something different which yeah. means that now i gotta take off work I understand. I, I get that. <laughs> right. I get that. I get that. But I also have to know, or I have to understand that the, <laughs> that we have to while well, we have to, to to definitely show up for our yeah. kids. Yep. We have to understand that sometimes it's it's just I don't know. Maybe it's just not as cut and dry as I think it should be, and right. it probably isn't. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm with you. I don't think that there's no one right applicable answer to every and all circumstance, but I do think that um, there are some levels of accountability that have not happened mm-hmm. or occurred in the past, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this a little bit too in terms of who. Are we voting for right? Mm-hmm. Who are we engaging to? To who's on, for example, our our school board, mm-hmm. or who um, is inside of right our community? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's an obligation for all of us, but there's a direct accountability sometimes for our parents too. That I agree. I agree, and mm-hmm. like, and I agree with you 100 percent when you say that there is a level of uh, of accountability that needs to be set forth and needs to be honored. And I, I, I just don't think that that it's there. And I can look at any of uh, we can look at any of the boards that have been elected. You know, there's there is something uh, I'm, I'm sure and I am sure that that uh, those individuals who have been elected are doing the best that they can possibly do uh, in those particular roles and positions. But sometimes their best isn't good enough. Well, there's that. <laughs> and uh, if we have, if we continue to to allow the same people to be on those boards, um, shame on us because uh, those sometimes you can be on in a place for too long. Yeah, and you become ineffective. And then sometimes you shouldn't even be there. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, like you, you can be there too. You can be there too short. But sometimes you shouldn't be there. Yeah. So I think that I digress. I think that this is a good one. Um, I'm I'm interested to see just the continued conversation and dialogue about accountability, um, especially for some of our young folks as well as our parents and adults who are uh, have mental health challenges and maybe needs aren't being met. But how do we start to ensure the safety of our most vulnerable population? And one of those populations is our young people. Right. Um. I I I now uh, so it's Black History Month. 
<laughs> right? You yes. like that is not a smooth transition. That, but I definitely <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> like I am landing the plane. We're gonna see what happened with Jennifer and her husband. Well, you know, I'm sure the same thing that happened to Jennifer is gonna happen to her husband. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't not. know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, again, we'll as you say that we'll have to see. We're gonna have to see. So we'll follow back up after. Well, who bought the gun? Uh, well, I saw Mama with with the young man at the shooting range on the TV. So I don't know oh. if she bought it that day or I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But that's a legitimate yeah. question. It is. Right? I think so. These things show up on our college campuses, though, in all seriousness. That's true. Wow. Now that's a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> that they is do. a great transition. <laughs> right? Yes. They yes, show yes. up on our college campuses. Because our college campuses are microcosms of society. They are. Mm-hmm. That's they, what Dr. Allen said. That's what who said? Dr. Mildred Allen. She was the dean of uh, the uh, <laughs> vice president for student affairs at Jackson State University when I was there. Amazing woman. So let's talk about historically black colleges and universities because you are an alum of Jackson State University, which o- is alum, for former employee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Which is used to be, I think, the sixth largest U in the country. So the past couple of weeks, we've talked about our young folks and our high school students transitioning to to colleges and universities, if that's what they so choose to do. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about um, financial aid and trying to access it and working towards attending college at at no cost or at low or minimal cost, as opposed to accruing and carrying debt that um, will definitely shift the trajectory of our families. And so we're thinking about maintaining this idea of college and higher education in that discussion and furthering it. And now we have entered into um, Black History Month. I really want to spend a few minutes talking about historically black colleges and universities, not because of anything that has happened, but because they are integral to the development and the nourishment and the culture that um, our students need. And it is not just for black students. Not at all. Right? Not at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I was no. You were fin- I think you were finishing something else. Uh, there were a tremendous number of um, uh, other uh, ethnicities on campuses at, at HBCUs, uh, whether it's from 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 different states and in, in different states in the United States or different countries all over the world. I mean, you had a diversity of of, of students who were uh, attempting to obtain education. So it's not like, like just like you said, Dr. J, it's not just for black students. And what's beautiful about it, too, is that now the composition in, in our historically black colleges and universities is about 24 or 25 percent that are not black. Mm-hmm. They are of other every other ethnicity and, um, and, and race that some are international. And for me, so I'll share that I've worked at four, I think. I thought it was five, but I can only call up four. So National I, Lewis. Not black. You didn't want, no, I wasn't. No, nope. Please don't win black. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think this is it. Uh, Mississippi, yeah, I got that one. So I, I spent some time at Lane College uh, as an administrator in Jackson, Tennessee. I spent some time as a consultant at Jarvis Christian College, which is in Hawkins, Texas. Um, Jackson State University as an administrator and Mississippi Valley State University, albeit it was quite short uh, in Itabina, Mississippi, because the bugs were flying. Oh, here we go with the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Oh, they were mosquitoes. I don't think were they. Mosquitoes? I don't know what they. Whatever they were, they were not people. Well, I mean, and 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 I'll tell you why. Yeah, uh, most please. of the time, when you had uh, an HBCU, they were not put in the most. Uh, the greatest of places and spaces, you will find that most most HBCUs are put in a low income neighborhoods or land that was uh, not that would quite possibly swamp land. So you're going to have yeah. you're going to have the outside coming in, and you're going to have uh, areas where um, that need significant community development, significant development around the institution. They were just not provided the land where 
Was it premium? Premium, yeah. yeah. They were just, just not. So when we come back, um, we're going to talk some more about historically black colleges and universities um, and their origin and the impact that they have had on the lives of young folks coming up. And this is from when we could not access higher education. There was still a system in place that excluded us, and it was very, very separate in terms of higher education. And so that's kind of the outgrowth, but we'll talk about it a little more when we come back. We'll be right back. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. The Fed is setting a digital dollar control trap. The new FedNow system might sound modern and convenient, but the truth is it's all about surveillance and control. Don't be fooled. Secure your assets right now with something Washington cannot manipulate. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon, former advisor to Donald Trump. And in these times of uncertainty, I believe the best way to defend your savings is to use tangible assets, which is why I recommend a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, because gold has a 5,000-year track record as the ultimate guardian of wealth. To find out more, get your free info kit on gold IRAs from Birch Gold Group by texting the word SAFEGUARD to 989898. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust, so text SAFEGUARD to the number 989898. That's SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no obligation or purchase required. Message and data rates may apply. When was the last time you had your vehicle's fuel system totally cleaned? Did you know that most manufacturers recommend this service to be performed every 15,000 miles or at least once a year to help restore horsepower and your MPG? Well, I've got good news for you. Speedloop offers full throttle two-step fuel system cleaning services for only $79.95 with purchase of a Pennzoil premium oil change. And they've got five area locations so you can get your fuel system totally cleaned today at Speedloop. Show your love on Valentine's Day with a gift from Shop on Main or the Party Shop. Choose from our huge selection of balloons. Add a plush animal or a doula chocolate and you'll see big smiles. Prefer a piece of jewelry, fashionable purse, or sweater? Look no further than Shop on Main. Gift wrapping and balloon delivery available. And just for fun, join us for Galentine's on Saturday, February 10th. First 25 ladies receive a free gift. Specials and more from noon to 3 at many downtown merchants. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. What? 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 And And they they stay there. there. And they stay there. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Code (laughs) for the last session. We're talking about um, Black History Month, and and I think next week we'll talk about maybe something more local. But right now we're talking, because we've transitioned for the past couple of weeks from higher education and how we transitioning our high school students uh, to, to higher ed at no, no cost, low cost, as opposed to a ton of debt. We're talking about the historically black colleges and universities that grace uh, our, our land here in the United States. And here is, is part of it. Um, and my husband is a graduate of an HBCU twice. I've had the um, been afforded the opportunity to work with three or four historically black colleges and universities. And it's for me, it's unlike any other experience. Um, but before higher education was desegregated in the 1950s and 60s, almost all black college students enrolled in historically black colleges and universities. Legal segregation had prevented black Americans from attending college in the South and quotas limited the number of black students that could attend uh, college in the North. Although HBCUs, which is what we typically call historically black colleges and universities, you'll hear us call them HBCUs, were originally founded to educate black Americans. Today, one in four students or about 24% of students that are enrolled in HBCUs are non-black. And so it started to transition in the 60s. Like there were some colleges that presented themselves 
1854, 1856 that were black colleges. But in the 60s, the Higher Education Act of 1965 defined what a historically black college or university as. Any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principal mission was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or an association determined by the Secretary of uh, Education to be a reliable authority as to the quality of training or offering, um, making reasonable progress towards uh, accreditation. And so they are colleges and universities that have been accredited by um, the Secretary of Education for United States. Mm-hmm. Like that is what they what what they are. And so they are regular colleges and universities. They just have a different impetus for their beginning and their founding. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that is the only difference. Yep. And once you're accredited, every institution should be accredited. Right. Um, and that's. In, in general and in particular, they're accrediting bodies um, throughout the country, yeah. uh, southern, western, yep. whatever. Um, most notably is the SACS, yep, which Southern is the Association southern. of Colleges and Schools, that accredits most of the HBCUs because most of the historically black colleges and universities are in the southern states. Yeah. Um, Louisiana, Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, uh, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah. Maryland might have a couple. We have one in in Illinois, Ohio. Wilberforce is in Ohio. And Missouri. And Missouri, yep. And so in 2022, there were 99 HBCUs located in 19 states, uh, the District of Columbia and the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's down from 116. It is, and it de- oh, sometimes it depends on the definition too, right? Yeah. So for those that were established prior to 1964, the, yeah, then they are considered. Mm-hmm. But then those that came aboard afterwards are predominantly black institutions or PBIs, mm-hmm. and so that's where that hundred hundred and nine number comes from. Yeah, yeah, and so w- sometimes we talk about, and and I hear this a lot, and it makes me a little nervous. We talk about um, all kids don't need to get a college degree. And that is very, very true. Mm -hmm. But what happened was it wasn't in part due to higher education and colleges and universities saying everyone needs one. It was the employers. And so what happens is, is that the employers say in order to make sure that we have a certain level of academic standing for our workforce, Mm -hmm. you can only apply here with a bachelor's or with a master's degree or with a PhD or Mm -hmm. with an associate's degree. And so there is a lack of inclusion every now and again. And oftentimes there was a period for um, folks to to access employment. And so that is where the increase came from in the people who were seeking college degrees. Mm -hmm. They were trying to get to work. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, the requirement was that degree. Right. And the, the vast majority of people that did not have the degree were people of color. Right. And so it's not always we're seeking the degree because we have been conditioned or tricked by the higher ed organization. Sometimes we're seeking the degree because it we, opens doors. It opens the door. Right. It absolutely creates additional opportunities. Because you're absolutely right. There was there was employers, most of your Fortune 500 companies. Yes. That is that is how you get in the door. You must have Yep. A, at least a degree, uh, and, and that is either a bachelor's or an associate's, and more, more than likely it's a bachelor's. It's, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's not always about um, seeking the degree just because we've, we've been conditioned. The higher ed and the black colleges and universities have prepared the vast majority of our physicians, mm-hmm. the vast majority of our uh, PhDs, the vast majority of our advanced degrees in our country Mm -hmm. and the reason we continue to seek the college degree because we want the security of employment as opposed to not having it and not having access to Mm -hmm. employment right again it just opens doors 
it relu- it reduces or releases barriers for employment. Period. Yeah. For African American people. economic self sufficiency, mm-hmm. like it still goes back to me for that uh, the five social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. Where do we live? We live according to where our budget and our finances will allow us to live. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, I cannot have a large debt load coming out of college, which is what we've talked about for the past two weeks. But I also have to. The vast majority of us would like to get to college and get the degree. Yeah. To be employable. To be employable. At, 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 a, at a rate that will... will and uh, compensate. Compensate, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the purpose behind historically black colleges and universities is really uh, the, the original inception was to ensure that black folks in the United States of America had access to college uh, education. In order to have a better life. In order to have a better life. In that has not shifted that much. No, it has not. And so when I hear folks say, um, it, why, or why, why, does, uh, uh, why do we need to have an institution that we call black, or why do we need to have an institution? Sure we do. The challenge that we have with K-12 right now is that we think that everybody learns the exact same in the same environment with the same culture, and it is the furthest thing from the truth. So why can't we have some schools that are specific to young men or young women? Why can't we have some schools that are public, some schools that are private, some schools that are two years, some schools that are four years, some schools that are predominantly white, some schools that are historically black? Space to have it all. Mm -hmm. There is. So the question isn't, why does it exist? The question is, how do we support the young people that believe that they need the culture in order to advance and shift the legacy of their life by continuing to pursue a higher education degree? That's the question. Uh-oh. Yeah, because you will always have those people who say, well, I don't, know. I don't understand the need to have, we have all these great colleges. Yeah, we had all those great colleges in, in the 60s and 70s, and, and, and we still couldn't get in. We couldn't get in. Right. And, and to a great extent, we still can't get in. You, you better say that, because that leads me to the affirmative action conversation that we're not going to have today. <laughs> right? Like, it's all amazing now that we've seen Dion at Jackson State and then leave to go to Colorado, but historically black colleges and universities was doing the work before Dion got there, and I'm glad that he went, mm-hmm. and I love the work that he's done. Right. But it but, shouldn't have taken. But no, no other college was desiring him before he went to Jackson State either. No, none other before he went to Jackson State. Yep. So that's just uh, kind of how things work. Yep. Like if you you prove you have to prove yourself here before we can hire you, before we can we want you to come here and coach our kids. And so what we because that's such a good point, what we um, in recruiting for Jackson State, the the task was to recruit probably a first time freshman class of about 2000 students, a little more, give or take a little bit. And what what we saw and what I experienced and what I felt was young folks coming from everywhere. We had valedictorians from 600, 700 uh, class students coming. Um, and so what I want us to know is, is that there is a rhyme and a region and a rationale for a historically black college and university. And it's not just now to educate those of us who are black, but to educate all students. And we have a space and a place that uh, cannot be denied at this time. Thank you for listening to The Morse Code. See y'all next week. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.